Hello everyone, today is January 22nd, 2016. I'm your podcast host, Client Manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is fellow client manager Chao Wang. He's been with InTouch since 2013. Born in China, moved to the U.S. when he was 13 years old. And he also works alongside some of our other staff that work for China Manufacturing Consultants, a China-based consultancy, sister company of InTouch. So welcome, Chao. Thank you, John. And this podcast here, we'll, we'll be discussing choosing a product inspector, five vital questions to ask. And this is based on a blog article that Chao wrote a little bit earlier this month. So I guess we should maybe start out by talking about the importance of choosing the right product inspector. Why should importers be careful about who they choose to carry out product inspections for them? Oh, John, the inspections companies you choose is very important because they're your only eyes and ears over here in China to make sure you got quality products go out. So if you choose a bad inspector, who have integrity issues or not pull as many samples as they're supposed to, then you're looking at thousands of dollars worth of goods that can potentially be useless. Right, so if you choose the wrong product inspection company, you could end up with someone who's maybe unprofessional or they're not pulling enough of a sample to give you an accurate representation of the order. And there could be also potentially some integrity issues with using the wrong one as well. Is that right? That's right. We have heard a lot of scary stories about clients receiving goods that are basically useless, that does not worth anything at all. Okay. So when we talk about these five questions that you mentioned in the blog article, I'll just list them off here for reference. The first is, what's your mandate rate and cost for inspection? The second one is, how many product inspectors do you have and where? The third question is, are your inspectors full-time, part-time, or contracted? The fourth question is, how fast can you book and when can I expect the report? And the fifth question is, how do you prevent integrity issues? So let's start by tackling the first question. What's your mandate rate and cost? Why is that important to ask and what sort of insight does that give the buyer? Generally, the rates for all the inspection companies are pretty standardized. They're all pretty open. So if you have any inspection companies calling you under the market rate, then you really have to be careful because they might not be as technical and they might be using contractors and they also might not do an actual pulling the actual sample size they say they would. So the, the cost itself is usually the number one determinant for uh, clients to choose an inspection service. But of course, other than the race, you have to consider other professionalism of the inspection company, their communication, their reporting time, and also their booking lead times. Okay, so uh, you mentioned mandates. And for, for those importers that aren't familiar with the way that inspections are typically built, what is a mandate as a concept and what costs are associated besides that? Mandate is basically the service time throughout the inspection. So this includes travel from when the inspector leaves home to the factory, and then when the inspector are pulling the samples, and then verifying all the information, inspecting the products, 
and then leaving the factory. So these are included in the mandate. Each company is a little bit different, so it really depends on how they determine what's included in the mandate. Right, and the man- the mandate will also include writing and issuing the report as well. As for the travel expenses, that's like a separate uh, cost factored in aside from the mandates. Typically, is that right? Right, most of the expenses, travel expenses, are separate. But there are those companies who offer all-inclusive pricings, which includes the travel expenses. How does that work generally for the pricing? I mean, if an importer wanted to inquire about pricing and they were sort of handed the standard rate and they provide the factory location to help determine the travel expenses, how could they perhaps get the inclusive rate, or or what would determine whether or not they would qualify for a discounted inclusive rate? It really depends on how much product you have in one area, and depending on the inspection company itself, if they actually have inspectors in that location. Generally, if a company has inspectors in the location of the products, they could usually offer inclusive rates if the travel is very, very close by. Okay. For the second question here, how many product inspectors do you have and where? Why is that an important question to ask as an importer? That, for one thing, is going back to the expenses. I mean, China is a big place. If you go from the south part of China to northern part of China, the flight time can go up to four hours. So even though it's not as expensive as flying from abroad to China, that can still add up the expenses. So generally, a big organized inspection company, they should have full-time inspectors based in different parts of China, especially in all the heavy manufacturing areas. So if they have these inspectors close by, then all the travel expenses are just going to be local travel with buses, trains, taxis, etc. So that will lower the inspection expenses considerably. So it sounds like if an importer is choosing a product inspection company that is maybe better established, has more inspectors stationed in major manufacturing areas where they're sourcing their products from, they can expect to see their overall cost a little bit lower there. Is that right? That's right. Okay, great. For the third question here, are your inspectors full-time, part-time, or contracted? I feel like this also is relevant for expenses as well. Why is this an important question to ask about the inspection staff at a particular company? Full-time inspectors, if a company has full-time inspectors, they're generally more well-established companies where their costs may be a little bit more than the contractors, but they are more professional, more technical. Usually for contractors, they have very low rates, but the issue is most of them do have QC background, but the problem is they are not organized, they are not standardized, their inspections are done based on their own knowledge, so they're not exactly consistent from inspection to inspection. So you will not always get the same consistent result if you go to a more established company who have full-time inspectors. So it sounds like the benefit of using full-time staff over contracted inspectors has mostly to do with the management, being able to manage those employees directly, and also having that established standardized process for issuing reports and a contractor that's on a pretty irregular basis with an inspection company probably is a lot less familiar with the standards, and that inspection company is probably less familiar with that person's personal experience as well. Is that right? 
That's right. Especially if you are depending on this inspector to report the actual quality of products, you really have to make sure you trust this person. So going to established company is more assuring. But of course, if you know a really good contractor and work with them for a very long time, you can also go with them for the cheaper costs. Right. You bring up a good point there with contractors in that using a contractor can sometimes lower the cost if that inspection company doesn't have a full-time auditor in that particular location. So by hiring locally, a contractor could travel locally and incur fewer travel expenses as well. Would you agree with that? Right. Agree. Okay. So for the fourth question here, you ask, how fast can you book an inspection or a service? And when can I expect to receive the report, the audit report or inspection report? Why is that an important aspect of narrowing down a product inspection company? This actually just shows how organized a company is. Generally, it shouldn't take that much time to actually book an inspection if they have regular inspectors, full-time inspectors. So for a lot of bigger inspection companies, it shouldn't take them more than two business days to actually confirm an inspection. But of course, this depends on the service type you're looking for. If you're just looking for a regular inspection, then two business days is a very fair lead time. But if you need maybe more higher level consultants, then there might be longer lead times. Okay, so also the the lead times might be affected by holidays. For example, the Chinese holiday here, it often results in a lot of rushed bookings or people trying to inspect products before they ship just ahead of the holiday or immediately following the holiday. And so that sudden kind of jump in inspection requests could push that ability to book a little bit further down the line. Is that right? That's true, but this comes back to the organization of a, a company. If they're more organized, these holidays are always around the same time, so they should prepare in advance, maybe hire some part-timers, or if for difficult locations, uh, using a familiar contractor, someone they trust. These are all other methods to avoid uh, this type of rush. Okay. In terms of expecting when should I receive the inspection report or the audit report, how much time is reasonable before getting that after the service completion? In this industry, a reasonable time is within 24 hours after the inspection. But of course, a more organized inspection company could probably do it quicker. So the shortest lead time is probably within six hours after the service. This would mean you would get the report right on the morning of right after the inspection. So you can determine if these products, this container is okay to ship or not. Right. And I wanted to mention too that for different types of services that that time frame can vary as well, right? If we're talking about, I didn't touch if we're talking about a supplier review that is a factory audit based on ISO 9001 standards that looks at like quality management systems, looks at financial records. Do they have an export license, for example? Are they legitimate? A lot of other factors that usually will take a little bit longer to, to get that report vetted and sent to an importer. Is that right? That's right. These type of audits are much more complicated than inspections. They cover a lot more detailed information on the factory itself. So in order to organize this information, it generally takes longer than the regular inspections. Right. For the last question here that is vital to ask when choosing a product inspection company, 
this fifth question is how do you prevent integrity issues? I know from personal experience, a lot of importers are concerned about maybe corruption in the inspection process or in their supply chain. And that is not a problem that is unique to China. It's also a problem in Southeast Asia, Thailand, Vietnam, other countries as well. How does asking that question sort of help to determine if a particular inspection company is right for the importer? Well, John, this issue, it's pretty common, uh, as you said, in China and all other Asian countries. So for inspection companies that cannot actually answer these questions, then that means they don't actually know how to deal with them. This is a big red flag of a poorly organized company. So in order to answer these questions, there are a few things you can ask the inspection companies, the potential inspection companies you're looking at. An organized inspection company, they have a lot of inspectors around the same area. So a good thing to do is switching the inspectors around so the one single inspector doesn't get too familiar with the factory itself. If they get too familiar, they might ask or the factory might try to give them money to try to get a past result. Another thing they would do is having auditors to actually go on the inspections randomly and do a surprise audit to make sure no integrity issues. Another thing is team building itself. It's like any other company where if you have a good culture, then if the employees actually like your company and want to stay with your company, then they wouldn't risk their job just for a few extra dollars. Right. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So it sounds like by auditing the auditors themselves, you can get some added oversight there to make sure that the auditing process or the inspection process is being carried out correctly. I wanted to mention, because we were talking about bribes, a lot of importers think that bribes are like the only kind of scenario where corruption would enter the game for them in terms of product inspection or manufacturing. But really, that probably used to be the case, I would say maybe 10 or 15 years ago. But more recently, it's taken a more subtle form, which is it's harder to sort of patrol, I guess. And that is, if a product inspector is working at a factory for a long time, as you said, the factory might buy them lunch, they might pick them up from the bus station in a car instead of having them take the bus, all sorts of different kind of small benefits like that that sort of make them a little bit warmer to the factory staff. And the problem with that is that, as you said, by getting too familiar, they might have to make a judgment call. They might feel a little bit pressured to be more lenient on the reporting, to be a little bit more lenient there with the defects and reporting back to the importer, but it can really affect their judgment on the job. Would you Would you agree with that? John, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's pretty much in this, every culture is about building relationships and these factory owners and these factory staff, they can definitely do that. They will try to establish better relationship with the inspector so the inspector will look another way when there's issues with the products. So yeah, this is very common. Small meals offered on transportation. I'm sure a lot of importers heard about uh, the word guanxi before. So yeah, this is just all about establishing relationships with each other. Okay, great. So the importer should ask about what procedures, what measures does the inspection company take to prevent integrity issues? Sort of as a conclusion, I guess 
the message to importers is to be diligent, right? And to ask the right questions. Would you would you say that's sort of the main message here? Right. Definitely try to ask ma- as many questions as possible. Don't always go off on the cheapest option. There are tons of inspection companies out there, uh, more reputable. You you really don't want to waste a whole container of goods just to save a few extra bucks on the inspection costs. Excellent. I couldn't agree more. Well, then, I want to thank my guest, Chao Wang, for joining me for today's podcast. So thank you, Chao. Thank you, John, for having me. And I also want to thank the listeners out there for tuning in and remind you guys to check us out on our social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. We've got some daily updates there, industry-related news, tips and advice for you guys there. Also, check out our YouTube channel. We have some videos there as well, some interviews with industry experts and some on-site inspection videos. And if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.